Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Fairy and the Free. And in this most recent production, the Sojourners have dived into the Cloud Forest to make it all the way to the great city and region of Luminous. And as they go through this treacherous and wonderful forest, they encounter an air basilisk, a slithering 40-foot snake that hunts them like prey. Will they make it through the forest, or will they become next on the dinner menu? And so for now, our story continues. Hey guys, I think there's a cloud snake thing that's going to eat us, so you better wake up. Loud enough to rouse your companions, the basilisk begins to rear its ugly head. And in a snake-like slithering fashion, it stalks you ever so close. Uh, Catrick, waking up, <laughs> begins to stir a little bit. But at this point, no one speaks. It reaches immediately above you and slashes. And you see its long, 40-foot-long body nearly knock you over, Birdie. And it, it jumps into the tree above you, swirls around a poor sheep and instantly crushes it in its coils. The sheep begins to bleat. As the basilisk constrains this sheep, you see that instead of turning to stone as you would expect, it begins to swell with air and starts to float up beyond its will, past the clouds and into the stratosphere. Then the basilisk turns towards you. Drina, you are the first to wake up. And as you open your eyes, lying flat on your back, you see this large snake with leathery skin and frills running down its mane, its wild, hollow eyes, squeezing a sheep as it swells with air floating up into the sky and then opens up its mouth towards you. I'm startled awake. I see this and go, oh no, not my friends! Roll over, snatch up my bow, and realize that it's not strong. Drop it, and go to cast a spell instead. I'm gonna cast Mind Sliver, intelligence save of 13. So. As Traina has rightly assessed instinctively that this beast-like creature with a negative four intelligence, 12 minus four, an eight, it scores. Trina, you are successful. It's four points of damage and minus a d4 to its next save. It goes to chomp at you, Trina, but instinctively you cast this spell and it recoils back, shaking itself back and forth and the clouds of the trees begin to drop like leaves. The ice trees that are chained together by Samoon's rope begin to rattle and you feel the the, the wolf pelt that you're now riding upon is washed like a surfboard on this cloud and surf. Samoon, you are now awake as you're moved along this surfboard of a wolf pelt with Trina and Birdie at your side and this large basilisk snake opening its mouth towards you. Huh, what? What is going on? 
Oh my goodness, look at that. What in the world? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Seeing everything like in motion. Um, I, I think we should try to run from this. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to help us or save us. But I'm just going to instinctively respond with fog cloud. I'm just going to yell, Nimbosim! So just out of nowhere, I'm just going to cast this fog cloud between us and the basilisk to provide a covering. And then I'm going to say to the other, I, do not, I don't think we should be fighting this thing. I'll give each of you a chance to respond. Trina. Oh my gosh, the sky's trying to eat us! Oh, wait, is that you? Uh, okay, yeah, we can run. She starts gathering her things. I don't, I don't know how to not fight something that's trying to eat me. So, um, I, I, I don't know that I've ever run away from anything. But if that's what you want to do, then okay. Patrick then speaks up and says, "Do not let it." coil you and gives you a warning with the fog cloud obscuring you between the basilisk it screams in anger as it can no longer see its prey everyone make a dc 13 constitution saving throw my first nat 20 of the night so that's 22 for me save eight fail eleven fail says it so excitedly. Okay. <laughs> what you do notice as uh, Birdie, you stand a little defiantly, your fingers start to swell with air. And as you instinctively recoil back, you move beyond Trina and then Trina, you see the same thing. Your fingers closer to the fog cloud and the basilisk start to swell, especially the fingers that you cast your magic from. Samoon, you have not developed any of these tendencies, but it is the basilisk's turn. It moves. Uh, it moves through the cloud and charges into each of you. So the cloud disperses and each of you, I need to make, y'all make a strength saving throw as this creature just blindly crashes into you. I know, Trina. Uh, we're going to make it a, let's see, I'm going to see how strong he is. It doesn't uh, it's matter. It's going to be a 16, DC 16. Six minus two is four. Okay. That is a 13 for Samoon. 18. Uh, 18 for Birdie. Birdie, you were able to dodge and get out of the way. Do you want to move, as the basilisk crashes into you, do you want to further move with it? to the left, the right, or beyond it going forward. I'm gonna move beyond it going forward. All right, Birdie chooses four. Trina, you also move that direction. And Samoon, you are separated from the party. You get hit by the basculus and your fingers are in its snout and your feet are in its mouth, just moving along with this creature. It unknowingly has you cornered and your hands are just holding on to its nuzzle. But Trina, at the last moment, Birdie grabs you and pulls you tumbling forward. You are now at the butt end of the basilisk, closer to the direction of Luminous. It's gonna eat some moon! 
gonna rip out my rapier and slash at it. At its tail, you stab at it. Like, reap it cheap. Mm. Yes, and that is 17 to hit. It does. Excellent. That's five points of piercing damage. Strikes through just like a pincushion, straight through. Uh, No blood does it leave behind, but a hissing of air. Like a tire being let out. Anything else, Traina? I would like to use my bonus action to disengage and get back out of the way as I'm fumbling with my bow to try to get back into what I'm comfortable with, which is a ranged attack. Um, So I've stabbed it, and then I'm just going to kind of skip backwards over the clouds and bounce as I go. Would you like to move towards Samoon or towards Luminous? Uh, If I'm going backwards, that would be towards Luminous. Mm, Yeah. I yeah, just want to I'll make be sure going that way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying away. to leave Samoon. I'm just trying to get out of its range so I can take a better shot. Hopefully, you going are in, forward. Yeah, indeed, moving beyond its tail now. So I am completely in its mouth, with the exception of my torso and arms. Yeah, you're just hanging on to it, having failed that strength save. It is just charging towards its prey, unknowingly. You, you're like hanging on to its nostrils and its maw. So is it like I'm big enough to where I'm like riding the front of it, or am I like? In you its can mouth? hop. Yeah, you can hop up on top of its snout if you want. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Samin's gonna pull himself forward and uh, get up on its face. He's gonna be kneeling because this thing is cruising at a fast speed, and so he's gonna look behind him to see what his target is, and then look back at. Um, at him and he's going to pull out one of his short swords and crawl up and jab it in the eye go for it 16. uh since you were on top of it it'll be a 14. a 13 so that's gonna miss uh let you do half uh, damage actually it's close enough six so a three halved is a one <laughs> so one point <laughs> I'm using um, my dexterity for this. Um, so well, I'm, imagine, I'm imagining Samoon hopping up on top of this and going to slash, but at that moment, it kicks you back a little bit and its body just begins to ripple and move. And you are having a, you, you are having to instinctively balance on the spine of this basilisk here. Your sword is nearly removed from your hand, but you still grip onto it tight, mm-hmm. to be able to sheathe it back. What else would you like to do? Did it bump me beyond the eye, so I'm no longer at the eye range? Yeah, you're, you're kind of like backwards, you know, moonwalking its across neck. its neck. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, yeah, I'll choose to use my movement speed to crawl back towards the eye again, and I'm going to use my extra attack to try again. Oh, with a vengeance, Samoon does not relent on his prey. Hunter he's th- strikes. He's thinking, what's going through his mind is right now he's in an advantageous position and he's not going to get this posi- this opportunity back necessarily. So he's just going to take it as he can. And that's going to be a 19 plus 5, so 24 to hit on that. Need a strike, strike. roll your damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is a 5 plus 2, so 7. Having done 18 damage to it so far, it screams a little bit and then moves towards you. You have to hang on and you're grappling hold of its spiny leathery uh, main. So Moon stays on to the Basilisk, and it is now it is Birdie's turn. Birdie, you are 
far away, your wolf pelt is nowhere to be seen, uh, kind of crashing in this area. What would you like to do? Can I? How far away am I? Uh, far away from what? The basilisk? Yeah. The basilisk, it, its like body is moving above you at this point. So its tail is just about to leave your perimeter, your your grasp. So I can't punch it. It's not in melee. You could chase after it. It, you'd have to reach up and punch it though. Yeah. It does have the advantage of being able to fly. I'm going to reach in my back pocket and pull out. I'm going to pull out a dagger. Small, small knife, small dagger. And I'm going to throw it (laughs) upward at the thing. Going for a 16. (laughs) <laughs> that would be 11. Your dagger goes sailing off into the cloud forest, left for some brave adventurer to find in the years to come. And I'm going to rage. So grandma and um, the baby with the giant rattle are going to come out and they are going to be sort of floating above me a little bit. Um, given this is Sky World. And I'm going to go reckless. Catrick continues to move and then stops when y'all stop. He looks back and says, Where, where is the other one? The super fly guy. Um, I think he's riding the, the giant snake cloud. He will not survive. Um, I, I understand I that, and that's why we're trying to kill the thing. So if you could help us, that'd be great. I will do what I can. As you command Catrick to help, he assists you in the best way possible. It is the Basilisk's turn. Samoon, you succeeded on your saving throw against the petrifying scream. You see that as you slash this creature, it lets out this large hiss. The air that exudes from this creature seems toxic to you. As a ranger, you're familiar with these monsters' tactics of protecting itself in the wild. It goes to make two attacks against you. It rears back and doubles back on itself. And all of a sudden its face is going towards you, knocking you off of its own body. The natural one and a 10. Indeed, Samoon, how do you succeed in avoiding this gaping wide row of teeth? Samoon slashes towards the eye and the monster reels out and this screech and this gas protrudes. Getting thrown off, Samoon gracefully using his acrobatics um, hits the ground but tucks and rolls. And then as the first strike dives, Towards him, he lunges behind one of the ice trees, and as that ice tree gets splintered by the first strike, uh, he then runs at the serpent and then dives again as the serpent whips around and hits another ice tree. Shrieks now and begins to sniff around looking for this invasive prey. Trina and Birdie, you see that this basilisk is chasing after Samoon. 
looking around the ice trees, its tail whipping around. At the end of that turn, Triina, the hand that you struck the basilisk with, starts to inflate. And now your shoulder and your arm begin to inflate. You are restrained and you are filling up with gas. You are becoming petrified. You start to gently float up off the ground just like that sheep did. And Birdie, you watch as Trina begins to lift up her whole body swelling with gas and air moving up towards the stratosphere. Catrick calling out, do not let her get away. She will not make it. Trina, it is your turn. No, 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 no. Uh, in her panic, she's going to do something very drastic, which is probably a bad idea. Her hand that isn't swelling up, she's going to take her dagger and she's just going to slash her own arm to see if she can let that gas out. It's okay if it doesn't work. Mm, I like it. You know what? We're going to give it a shot because the alternative is petrification. I don't want to be petrified. I don't want to be a balloon. You're going to have to succeed against a 13, which is its its uh, petrification save. Okay, so I higher. can do a dagger melee because I yeah, got a plus seven melee. to that. So. Yep. 19 plus seven. Interestingly enough, Trina, you just in a moment of desperation, just stab yourself and then <laughs> just begin <laughs> floating all throughout the, I mean, you know, instantly the air is let out of your body and you just dart off into the wild. Oh, you hit, Yeah, you hit an icy tree and it knocks it over, spinning the tree trunk, spinning in a, a spiral direction. You puff through the clouds for a little bit and then you're back in the stratosphere and suddenly you just fall. Okay. <laughs> you are removed from the conflict, lost in the cloud forest. Oh no, okay. Birdie, you see Trina just fart away, just blast away with wind right before her body was swelled with this petrification gas. She stabs herself and it worked. Birdie, you can also guess that as soon as that petrification gas hits you with a melee attack, you would suffer the same effect. Go ahead, Smoon. You're behind a tree right now and you can see the basilisk between the ice and the mirror that, uh, it's hunting for you now. It very angry that it can't lay hold of this prey. Yeah, so Samoon is, uh, he's kind of like got his shoulder up against one of the trees and he's holding his breath so as to be as silent as possible. Uh, and he's just peeking ever so slightly out and watching this serpent. Um, see which tree he went behind thinking to himself he's in a bad spot here by himself in an elemental area that he's unfamiliar with uh, and trying to find a way to get back to his friends with a, a small semblance of the direction he came from because there was a lot of motion and turning he's going to slowly sheath the sword that he just used, quietly putting it back into its hilt and um, or into its sheath. Unslinging his short bow, well, actually, before he unslings his short bow, he's going to pull out a single arrow and just 
take a piece of cloth and start tying it to the tip. And he has an oil flask. I'm just going to dip the tip into that oil flask and then reseal it. And he's going to, when the snake isn't looking, run from his current position to another tree in the direction that he wants to run. Uh, he's going to he's gonna light the arrow tip, pull off a short bow, and he's going to fire it in the direction opposite where he wants to go, hoping that the basculus will catch sight and go in that direction so that he can prepare himself to run. Let's do a stealth check plus an attack roll plus a performance check. <laughs> well, stealth, I rolled a four, but you gave me inspiration the last time. So I'm going to re-roll and hope for better. Go for it. Nope, that's not better. So we're going to stay with the four and it's going to be an additional five. So nine on stealth. Okay. A nat 20 on attack plus my dexterity modifier. So 25 total for attack. Performance is a straight 12. The attack goes off beautifully. You aim exactly where you're going and the explosion happens just as you wished for it. Its face turns towards that distraction, but its tail swings wide. And in your inability to crouch down at that moment, it goes to hit you as a reaction with a 10. So, you realize that this mistake would be made and in the darkness of the Underdark, this would have been a fatal blow dealing 14 points of damage to you. But the cloud just gently descends. And at that moment, the ground just caves underneath your feet and you're far below the surface of the ground. And you feel that whoosh of that tail swing over you in the nick of time you dodged out of the way. The explosion goes off, the ice begins to melt from the forest, the clouds begin to dissipate, and the basilisk swinging wide, looking in maniacal fashion towards the prey it cannot take. Birdie. You see Samoon drop right next to you in a pit of cloud, the whipping tail of the basculus descending south away from you and away from Luminous. What would you like to do? So is the, is the thing still above me or is it it's going off now? Yeah, it's going off. It's it's a good dashing distance away. But it's it's not, so it's not above me. It's like above me and a gone. It's above you and gone further south. Yep then Birdie is going to go look around and see if she can spot Trina. So she's going to try to climb a tree to get to a higher branch and kind of look out and see if I can find Trina somewhere. I'll let you do an athletics check and a perception check or a perception check with advantage. Okay, I got a natural one and a natural 20. Oh, so a natural 20. That would be okay. 22. So, yeah, yeah you watch uh, Birdie begins to shimmy up this tree, moving up this ice. Uh, she's got like a little pickaxe and she's just climbing this ice tree. Slap on your goggles and begin to scan the area. And there is a distinct Traina, well, inflated Traina shaped uh, depression through the forest of clouds. And it's moving off in the northerly direction. 
giving you some ability to track it. Hey, um, hey, uh, cat, catnip, catnip, are you there? He does not answer. Cat trip, cat trip. Samoon, you hear Birdie calling. What the, uh, is that you? Uh, are you trying to call Catrick? Oh, yeah, that's his name. Um, that's his name. Um, I was trying to get him to go do something for us. Like, he got us into this mess, I think. And so, um, now Trina's, like, gone like a balloon. She had a fart or something. And I see where she went. I just need somebody to go get him because, you know, I can't fly. I will look for Catrick and I will ask him. Okay, thanks. So what's happening to me? (laughs) Yes. Trina, you sail through the cloud forest, hitting branch of ice shattering through the clouds. Uh, Did you roll damage for yourself on your dagger? I did. I rolled myself an eight for eight points of damage. It hurts. And as the air lets out of your body, your skin begins to flap in the wind, strained and stretched. And finally, you crash. Go so, ahead and make okay. a dexterity saving throw. In lo- instead of the dexterity saving throw, mm-hmm. I have the face step ability where I can teleport. Can I use that to land myself safely once I find some, like, see somewhere that I could land instead of crash down? I could just teleport myself to that safe platform. Indeed. It is as you described, as moving through the clouds of forest, you see that there is a house below you that you pass on by, a thatched roof of straw, brick, and chimney, a blue door, and there's a small little, um, a nice little yard that is paved with a small little fence, quite out of a storybook. It stands there in this cloud forest find a nice place to face step into okay. yeah I'd like respond? to uh, yeah. as I'm flying by I see it on my just register house equals safety and I think nothing further than that and I just um, blink out of the sky and then blink right onto the doorknob or doormat of this house mm. um, and I'm just I'm breathing heavily and I've got my hand over my arm where I've slashed it and I'm just <sighs> And I'm looking around for anything that might try to eat me. You look around. It's all quiet. You hear no animal sounds. Nothing inside the house. No smoke upon the chimney. In the darkness of this night, it's quiet. Feels safe. I'm going to flump down on the uh, in front of the door. Lean my head back and think about it. Trying to decide... If I can impose myself on whoever lives here or not. While you're deciding that, you hear a very loud explosion. Boom! Fire go off in the distance. You hear the roar of the basculus descend and diminish in sound. Oh, I hope my friends are okay. That was so far away. Should I walk back? Uh... I don't know. Um, maybe these people know something better than me, and I'm going to turn around and start pounding on the door, trying to get help. Okay. Trina begins pounding on this door. Its wood responds to you, a knock, knock, knock sound echoes, well, 
deafens in this cloud forest. There's no response, though. Hello? Hello, I'm sorry. I know it's really late, but uh, I've never been here before and I need some help and my friends are in trouble. She just keeps pounding. As you say those words, it does occur to you that it is always night in this part of Skyworld. And yet, your request is still met with silence. We see Traina deliberate for just a little bit longer. Well, maybe nobody's home, but maybe there's something in there at least to stop this bleeding. I'll pull out my lockpicks and try to pick the lock to get in the door. I guess I could try the doorknob first. It is unlocked. Oh, well, good. (laughs) I open the door and walk in. Hello! Not trying to intrude. I just, I really need some help. You know, blood is everywhere. We're gonna die. I think I've been poisoned. Now, you said my skin was, like, flabby. Am I back to normal, just bleeding? Or am I all, like... You look... You see there's a small mirror in the cottage. And you look quite the aberration at this moment. Oh, 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 dear. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And, uh, being the vain little, uh spring hen that she is, she's just gonna collapse and start weeping. The door still left open to the cottage. Trina on her knees within. Birdie and Samoon, you are moving through the forest. Birdie, you have a clear path towards Trina. How do y'all appear? Well, while Bertie is coming down from the tree, I am talking to Patrick. Patrick, Bertie says that she sees where Triana went to. Do you, could you help us retrieve her? I sent the basculus away and hopefully that is enough for for now. You are right, this place is very dangerous. Yes, it is very dangerous. I was um, going to help you get rid of the basilisk. So if you just give me a moment, I could take care of it for you. And then I will fulfill your second request in finding Triana. Okay. And then he's just going to look back up the tree. Bertie, I'm waiting for you. Catrick says he's got it. Coming down. Catrick walks towards the basilisk in the night of the cloud forest. Bertie, you land on the ground and the clouds gently move like a lily pad underneath your feet. I'm going to start just walking towards the, um, like the path, the direction that I saw her go. You move through this cloud forest, it's not difficult to find. Trina has left quite a mark, but diminishingly, the cloud the cloud depressions get smaller and smaller, and they start to get more difficult. You can see that the clouds are starting to reform in the pattern in which she first progressed through the forest. But then you also see it as well. A small cottage with a yard, sitting in a grove within the forest. And there's a blue door that is left open. How do each of you respond? Well, that is peculiar to find a house in a place such as this. Perhaps we should proceed with most caution, for whoever desires to live in a place like this must be tough themselves. Barney's already walking through the door. Trina is Hello? Huddled. Trina is huddled on the uh, hearth, like in front of the hearth, and sagging skin and everything, and her eyes are all puffy, and she just looks up at you, Bertie, and she's just like... <laughs> other stratosphere now the one that blows you up oh Trina I'm sorry like 
I know you just had your ugly face healed and now your ugly arm. I'm so sorry. Uh, maybe we could sew it together. I'm doomed. She only kept me because I was pretty. And now she's gonna have no use for me. Well, don't worry, honey. You're not that pretty. You're really bad at this, but thanks for trying. Wait, if she has no more need for you, will she then continue to follow us? No, she'll put me back in the tree. I don't want to go back in the tree. I just want to be free. Just go on without me. I'm going to stay here until I die. Oh, no, I think you are being a bit melodramatic. We can find a cure for things, I'm sure. Did you look through this house? Maybe this person has something to help us with. Samoon, now that you are inside, you see that there are many lamps that have been extinguished. Inside this house opens into a kitchen in which you are standing. There's breakfast molding upon the table and a tea kettle on the stove that is burnt to a crisp. Well, whoever lived here has been gone for what I would say is a while now. This place is quite a wreck. They were smart to get out. And Birdie, what do you pay attention to? Birdie walks over to the molding food on the table and um, just kind of dips her finger into it and licks it and says, I think it's still good. It's probably been, it has probably been like maybe a month or I'm guessing by this food. Well, you can do a constitution saving throw and find out. I mean, she's been crushing those con saves. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Natural 20 plus six, 26. So here's what this measures. You know exactly how old this food is. I mean, you have refined your palate to moldy food. Uh, You're looking well beyond 10, 20, 50 years even. Oh, well, now that I taste it, it's probably a little bit more than a month. It's probably looking into years, I guess. A few years. Older, maybe older than me. But who would build a house here? I wonder what happened so long ago that the people went missing. Or abandon this place, who knows? Probably fell or got eaten. Perhaps this forest was a place of habitation for many creatures, but we are only traveling through its aftermath. We should ask Catrick at that moment when he gets back. Catrick should return shortly. I'd like to um, peruse the shelves to see if there's any types of healing medical any like a bandage like gauze any type of mm-hmm. um sterilization objects trying to think back to what eldon had in his cabinet <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you look around the kitchen the simple places that medicines and bandages would be kept looking through all the cabinets uh go ahead and make an investigation check Besides the natural things you find. Um, That's just an eight. Eight. Uh, Quickly moving through this, you find plenty of bandages, uh, simple household items, not a very large stash, but you find a lot of food rations that have gone 
opened, completely well-preserved. You find books in various places uh, left behind, Um, but the food that is out is, as said earlier, very moldy. Um, You also find that while you were looking around, you noticed that the fuel under the stove has long since turned to ash. And there's a fresh pile of wood lying in the corner. Uh, but you are able to find some bandages. We'll get to you in a second. Birdie, what do you do while Samoon is perusing through the kitchen? I walk up to Trina and go kind of pet her and I go, don't worry, Trina, we'll figure it out. You won't be ugly for too long. She kind of pets her on her head. You birdie. You're a good friend. She starts hiccuping. Samoon, you also notice that there's a small little workshop adjacent to the kitchen. And beyond that, a small bedroom with a loft above it full of plenty of boxes that are unopened. The bed appears to be unmade. There are toys, tools, all kinds of sundry items left in various states of disrepair, repair, somewhat of a collection. And so for now, our story concludes. Every story comes to an ending. So for now, we must conclude. And I thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded, and we most certainly look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, then you should go to Tabletop Audio, and you can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com, become a Patreon uh, supporter. You can also download their content for free and enjoy it while you work out at the gym, while you have uh, studying for a big test, or while you are going on a ridiculously long car drive. Something else I am very excited about offering, if you go to Gumroad at www.gumroad.com, that's, you can see the link in the show notes, search for Sojourners Awake. I am offering a six video lesson for game masters, dungeon masters who are interested in investing in their craft. If you want to improve your adventure design, then I encourage you to go over there, check it out, see if it's the right product for you. Also, if you are just interested in purchasing a one sheet session prep, just one page, everything you need for setting up a quick session. If you don't have a lot of time to game prep, I've tried to condense it down just to one simple sheet. That way you never come to another role-playing game unprepared. You always have something. The great thing about this worksheet is it's just fill in the blank. All the prompts are there. The questions are there for you. I've already typed them up and you can download it and print it out, um, turn it into a Word document, whatever you need. So that way you can have everything you need for at least a two hour game. Can't beat that. So thanks again for hanging in there and listening to this extra long closing out ceremony. 
I hope you had a great 2021 and I hope you look forward to a 2022. Share this podcast with someone who you think enjoys quality homemade entertainment and uh, go ahead and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcasting platform as that'll help, you know, boost the numbers, let more people see it. We are all about sharing stories at Sojourners Awake and I thank you to all of the players that gather around this virtual table and look forward to telling stories more in the future. As always, Sojourner, may your story continue.